We welcome you to our live broadcast this Sunday, October 24, 2021. First, we apologize to all who have been waiting for this broadcast. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the opportunity to again present your word to all of us. May your perfect will be done in all who hear this message. Enable them, Lord, to do the needful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are starting a new series. But first, let's thank our brother, Calibrasi, for we took the instrumental again from him. We are starting a new series, Walking with God. We believe it's the time for those of you who seriously want to have a relationship with God, and I mean an intimate relationship where God is your God, and where God speaks to you the way he spoke to fathers of old and mothers of old, the way he spoke to the fathers and mothers of the new, and I don't mean the fathers and mothers of your churches, I mean the fathers and mothers who have gone beyond, who said, who blessed the trail for you and I. We believe that when we go through some of them, we'll see how they were just human beings like you and I, flesh and blood. They were also living in generations that were apostate, generations that hated God, generations where there was evil, great evil, and yet, they were able to separate themselves from that evil world and hear the voice of God, respond to the voice of God, and God guided their every step. And so we have their testimonies today in the Word of God and in the New Testament too. We hope at the end of this series, you and I will now know that we too can walk with God, can hear from God, and we will stop listening to human beings. Because human beings are human beings. All of us can fall. And when we put our trust in a human being, and that human being falls, he takes everybody, she takes everybody with him or her. But when you are walking with God, you cannot fall. Because God is with you. Praise the Lord. So, let's see the outline of the series. We may adjust them as we go on. And I encourage everybody, tune in or watch it later. But don't miss any one of them. Because they're all building blocks. Today's topic will be walking with God. Some of the patriarchs who walked with God, that's next week. Third week should be some of the prophets who walked with God. They will come to the early church. I'm sitting in the series outline. Number five will be walking with God when a major romp went apostate in the first century CE, common era. The sixth week we'll be talking about walking with God in the slavery era, when human beings decided that some are not human beings. And the seventh week, by God's grace, we should be talking about walking with God in a 21st century discombobulated world, a world in total confusion and chaos. 
Today's topic, walking with God. Today's outline, God makes the invitation, not us. Two, human beings have the right to accept or reject the invitation. Three, God sets the terms of the relationship. Four, there is a reward for obedience. Number one, God makes the invitation. God created the heavens and the earth and put human beings in charge. In that period, Adam had direct relationship with God. They used to have fellowship together. Till the day Adam ate the fruit, God forbade him to eat. Sin entered the world that day and created a barrier between God and man and human beings. From the day that Adam sinned, human beings became estranged from God. They became enemies of God. Because sin had created a barrier. As a result, fallen humanity does not have a relationship with God. If any unbeliever says he or she has a relationship with God, it is not the God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who created the heavens and the earth. And human beings who have fallen have no access to God. Praise the Lord. Only God can break through the barrier created by sin. Only He. And only He, God, decides who to have a relationship with. He makes the call. He spells out the benefits and the conditions for getting those benefits. So for today's message, we're going to use the example of God's invitation to Abraham and Abraham's response to that invitation. First scripture, please. I read from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. The Lord has said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Praise the Lord. Notice that in the invitation of God, that's by God to Abraham to come have fellowship, to have a relationship, where demands and promises for compliance. We shall expatiate that in the next segment. Number two, the second topic, or second item, sorry. Human beings have the right to accept or refuse God's invitation. Human beings are free moral agents. They have free will. They have the right to choose. God gave them that right. So even though God makes the invitation, He does not force human beings to obey. Human beings can refuse to honor God's invitation. They can tell God, no, we have no interest. And they do that not just in words, but by their actions. But always know there's a reward for obedience and consequences for refusing God's invitation. 
Let's click up, please. I read from Genesis chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. So Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew's Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Praise the Lord. At this time, Abraham's name was Abraham. God was going to change it later. <coughs> Notice that Abraham answered the call. He did not hesitate. He did not say, yes, Lord, I will do it. But you know, I have a few things here. I have some of this uh, cattle to take care of. I have this house I need to complete for my aging parents. He answered the call through his obedience. Because action speaks louder than voice or than words. Abraham left everything that is familiar. Everything where he has grown. He's a grown man with family. His home. His family. His friends. And his tribe. To go into the unknown. Canaan. A place he has never had maybe before then or knew that even it existed. I wonder how many of us have been resisting the call of God to do one thing or the other. You have some things to attend to. But Abraham, or later Abraham, put all his trust in God and believed in his promises. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the next item. God sets the terms of the relationship. We do not set the terms of the relationship with God. That's for those of us who, are, who think that God is a genie that they can command to do one thing or the other for them. Scripture, please. I read from Isaiah chapter 45, verses 18 to 25. For this is what the Lord says, He who created the heavens, He is God, he who fashioned and made the earth, he founded it. He did not create it to be empty, but formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret from somewhere in the land of darkness. I have not said to Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. Gather together and come, assemble, you fugitives from the nations. Ignorant are those who carry about idols of wood, who pray to gods that cannot save. Declare what is to be, present it, let them take counsel together. Who foretold this long ago? Who declared it from the distant past? Was it not I, the Lord? And there is no God apart from me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none but me. Turn to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, my mouth has uttered in all integrity a word that will not be revoked. Before me every knee will bow, by me every tongue will swear. Verse 24. They will say of me, in the Lord alone are deliverance and strength. All who have raged against him will come to him and be put to shame. But all the descendants of Israel 
will find deliverance in the Lord and will make their boast in him. Praise the Lord. This is the Lord. God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He's reminding human beings that he is God. Lest they forget. God is not a human being. God is God. God is beyond his creation. He's telling you, says, who told you in verse 21b? Who declared you from the distant past, a past that we can never know? Only he knows. Was it not I, the Lord? And there's no other God apart from me. And he's the righteous God and is our salvation. Say, there's none but me. So when we chase all these useless things in the world, when we think something is very important, let us always remember that there is God. And he is the owner and everything that was made was made by him. He's a very awesome God. And yet he's a very loving father. But we have made a mistake of assuming that God is foolish. We think we can do stuff and God will not know. God knows the beginning from the end and the ending from the beginning. God knows my inner thoughts and your inner thoughts. God knows it even before it even comes to pass in our thoughts. That's why he's God. So he's asking you and I. Say, turn to me and be saved in verse 22. All you ends of the earth, everybody, turn to me. Because I am God and there is no other. Despite what they may tell you, your churches and denominations, God is God. And the same God approves a matter, it can never happen. So sometimes some of you go cursing your enemies, doing this, praying something, it will never happen. Nothing you say against somebody else can come to pass. Only what God wants will come to pass. Verse 24. They will say of me, that's God is speaking through prophet Isaiah. In the Lord alone are deliverance and strength. So, are you weak today? Are you worried? Are you sick? Are you infirm? You don't have food to eat. Only in God is deliverance and strength. Develop a relationship. When you do, like Abraham, you find that God will be speaking with you into your inner heart. He could even speak visibly audibly if he wants. Says God. Item four. There's a reward for obedience. Many of us are in the habit of asking God for one thing or the other. But we never first obey what God has commanded us to do in his word. We're always asking God this, that, this one. Your word says this. Yes, how about your word says that I should obey everything you have told me to do in the word of God. When we go to God in prayers and asking God for something and reminding God through scriptures that this is what he has promised. Let me tell you something that just occurred to me. God is not pleased. Because you're telling God that has, I'm not saying don't use that, but I'm saying if you don't have a relationship with God, why are you asking God for something and using the word of God that you have by your own actions? Refuse to acknowledge. 
You see, you are refusing to acknowledge something, and at the same time, you are using that which you have refused to acknowledge to challenge God to do something for you. The only people that can remind God of his word are those who are obedient. If you are not obedient, you can't be reminding God this, that. I'm saying, don't do it because he's hypocrisy and God knows. If you're obedient, you will know. In fact, he will put those thoughts in your heart to ask. And sometimes he may not even, in the spirit, you will know that God has answered your prayers. I'm only saying, if you are not obedient, why are you asking? You have to first repent. When you repent, then God will come to your aid. Stop asking God when you are disobedient. God will not hear your prayers. Next scripture, please. Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 to 6. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abraham said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abraham said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. Verse 5. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Verse 6. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Praise the Lord for his word. In Genesis chapter 15, we just read. Let's look at verse 1, the later part, the B part. God told Abraham, I am your shield. You are great reward. Do you know what that means? That means nothing can by any means hurt you. Abraham doesn't have to remind God tomorrow that you know you are my shield. You know you are my great reward. No. God has told him, I am your shield. You are very great. Meaning, nothing by any means shall touch or hurt you because you have obeyed my voice. That's number one. Then in the matter of offspring, Abraham had no children at this time, even though he was very old. And his wife, Sarai, who became Sarah, was also very old. In verse 5, God took him outside and said, Look up at the sky, count the stars, if indeed you can count them. He started to tell him, in the Near Eastern culture, countless, meaning innumerable. So shall your offspring be. The offspring of Abraham is those of us who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. The offspring was Israel that was in this a great nation at that point. God said, look, can you count? No. You can't count them because they're innumerable. Just one man's obedience. One man's obedience. He never doubted God. He left everything that was familiar. No excuses. And moved to a place where he had never been. To the unknown. A journey to the unknown. I don't know if anybody today can make that kind of journey. But with God's grace, some of us might have to. Verse 6. Abraham believed the Lord. That's believed the promise of having his children counted, countless by the stars. 
And God credited him that belief as righteousness. See, only God confers righteousness. No human being can confer righteousness. You know, sometimes we dress nicely, very piously. You know, in those flowing robes, you know, with all the chains and all the crosses, and people think, oh, this is a very saintly man or woman. Only God confers righteousness. The poorest person sitting on the pew, the most ill-dressed person in that audience might be the one God has conferred righteousness. Next scripture, please. Genesis chapter 17, 17 verse 1. 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Praise the Lord. Now hear me. There are people who are blameless in this world today. It's as simple as that. When there's no point, I will not seeing it. Whoever obeys God at all times and serves Him faithfully has a relationship with Him, and the only way he or she has a relationship with Him is because the person is blameless for the believer in Christ because of the blood of the Lamb. Those who obey God walk with God and they live a blameless life. You can point all your fingers, it doesn't matter. God is their God, God is their shield, God is their reward. God is their shield, and His presence in their lives confers blamelessness. Praise the Lord. Next scripture, please. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 33. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. A moment. That first scripture we just read is the command God said to the children of Israel. But it's also applicable to our time because in the next scripture, please read. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. Praise the Lord. For you and I to have a relationship with God. We must have a relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you do not accept the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you do not accept the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. If you do not allow the cross to destroy the sin nature in your life. You are disobedient. So those who obey God, who have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, have a relationship with the Son of God. And when you have a relationship with the Son of God, what do you think happens? Father God is very pleased because you are seated in the heavenly places through Christ. And that's what he means, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, I will do. Because you know why? Because you are sitting in the council with God, you know the things that are good for you and the things that are not good for you. You know the things that are good to pray for the world and those that you should not pray for. You are not carried away by the emotions of the moment of things happening around you. You are rather carried by the emotion to do God's will. The only emotion you and I should have after hearing today's message is the emotion that I must always do God's will. Because when you are in the will of God, Nothing shall by any means hurt you. And even when problems arise, He's with you. 
is when I sickness, when I even at the point you're about to transit to the next life, he's with you. And why do you well, we shall come to that when we talk about the sense of who I mattered? If you love me, keep my commands. So the Lord Jesus Christ said. And if you do, he says, I and my father will come and make our board what? In you. Abraham obeyed God. Abraham believed God. God said he was blameless. God said he is blameless. And forever is blameless. Because if God has says you are blameless, you are blameless. So blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. If God says I'm forgiving your sins, and that's it, who again can throw a stone at you? I plead with you all. So those of you who have been faithfully listening to our broadcast or watching them or listening to the podcast, follow this series as we know how we can walk with God. Because God is still speaking to his children today. God is still raising men and women who are obedient. And I want you to become one of those. I don't want you to be one that sits, sits in the pew. Or in the pulpit, ministering, but you don't have a relationship with God. I want everybody to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and with that the Father. That's the purpose of this series. And I encourage everyone, please, and study your Bible. Anything we have done today, go back and start reading about the call of Abraham. And all the trials he passed through, all the temptations he had, the tests that God gave him, because we are not going to expose it, all of them. And you will see, Abraham... A human being with flesh and blood, blood running his veins. In a time in a very apostate world, meaning they didn't even know God. They were, they, they were totally out of it. And he obeyed. But you and I have been exposed to so much that is written in God's word. And we are still disobedient. We allow the love and the care of the world to distract us. We can't even spend 10 minutes studying the scriptures. We can't even spend five minutes praying to God, except when to ask, give me this, give me that. Praise the Lord. We are going to sing a song today. We are going to shout to the Lord, because He is good. Shout to the Lord, is it today? The wonders of his mighty love for you and I. God is my comfort, he's your comfort, my shelter, your shelter. He's a tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Next stanza. Shout to the Lord. Next stanza. Shout to him, the king of the earth and the heavens. Mountains bow down and seas will roar. And the sound of your name, my father, my God. Let all rise up and praise and worship the majesty. I sing for joy. 
at the work of your hand. Forever we love you. Forever we stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. My Jesus, my Savior. Lord, there's none like you. All of my days I want to praise you. Because of the wonders of your mighty love for humanity. You are our comfort and our shelter. You are the tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, everywhere on earth, never cease to worship you. Praise the Lord. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, thank you for today. Thank you for the message. Thank you for the new series. Help all who hear to go into your word. And Father, as they do, open their eyes and their heart to see the hope of their calling. To know where you want them to be at every moment. Because when they obey you, Father, then they are walking with you. And when they are walking with you, how can anything distract or stop them? Rebuke the devourer for their sakes. Help your children, Lord. The distractions are so much. But then there were distractions too, even in the time of Abraham and other patriarchs. But they were able to ignore the sounds and fury in their times and follow you. So that's not an excuse. I'm only praying, oh Lord, forgive us. Have mercy on us for our weaknesses. Have mercy on us, O Lord, and God, for our laziness. Forgive us our sins, O Lord, that we may begin to walk a walk that is pleasing in your sight. And those who will obey you, Father, we are praying that your presence they will know, your words they will know, your power they will experience, and the grace that surpasses everything, Lord, that grace that is totally unmerited, will be to the account. Bless their homes, my Father, my God. Those who have children, Lord, help them to bring up their children in love and fear of you. To teach them your ways. Father, thank you for everything. Blessings, glory, and honor all yours, O God. In Jesus' name we are prayed. By His grace, I'll see you people next Sunday. Please continue to read your Bible. Therein lies everything you want to know. So that you can begin to walk a walk pleasing to God.